BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo top of the key into a triple. Yes! A.B. for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Clack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome once again into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Tonight, the BYU Cougars back at the Marriott Center as they welcome in the waves of Pepperdine. BYU last played on Thursday when the Cougars beat the Portland Pilots at the Marriott Center 95-67. to that win moved BYU to 12-3, and overall 3-1 and in conference play. And after a slow start and some hot shooting from the Pilots, which we did not expect, BYU found its rhythm and put the game away in the second half. And when you look back on this one, this one will probably be known as the Matt Harms game. Harms finished with 23 points, a career high. But what was most incredible was him going 9-for-9 nine nine from the field, one of one from three, finally got one of those three just to go down. He was also four of four from the free throw line. Now, the nine of nine is the second most field goals without a miss in school history. That ties Matt with three other Cougars. The record is 12 for 12, which is done by the late, great Kresimer Chosich back in 1971. Now, the Waves coming in, they are two and one in West Coast Conference play and six and six overall. Pepperdine, led by Colby Ross, the school's all-time leader in points and assists. This season, he's averaging 15 points and 8 assists, and he's really the guy that makes everything go. Uh, Over the last couple of games, his numbers have dipped, and it's not because he's in a shooting slump. Uh, He's actually not looking to score as much over the last couple of games. He's been facilitating other guys and and really helping the guys around him, Uh, but that doesn't mean uh, that he's certainly not capable, as I mentioned, coming in averaging 15 points and 8 assists. Uh, You also can't forget about junior forward Kessler Edwards, who's actually leading the team in scoring at 19 a game. He also pulls down six rebounds. He will be a handful tonight. This is not a big team uh, overall, so like most games, BYU will play this year. It comes with the advantage of having the size advantage down low for the Cougars. This will definitely be a test for BYU because unlike the past few games, when BYU played some teams without clear-cut go-to guys, and San Francisco may be somewhat of the exception, the Waves definitely have go-to guys that you have to be aware of, namely Colby Ross and Kessler Edwards. Time for tonight's pregame player interview, and tonight you'll get to, get to hear from Colby Lee. Colby right now averaging five points and three rebounds, and I asked him how he and his teammates feel about how they're playing right now. I think we're pretty confident as a team um, just because we know that we have the best locker room in America, and I know a lot of people say that, and it's a very common theme that we have, but it's we say it so much because it's true. Um, when you know that the guy next to you is, you know, going to do everything he can for the other dude next to him, we know that we're going to be more together than any team we play. And so whether we're down, you know, 20 or we're up 20, it doesn't matter. We're always there for each other to the good and the bad. So the, the win streak that we're on right now, it feels good just because we know we're doing everything we're supposed to. And we know that our guys got got each other's backs and it, it doesn't seem weird to us or, you know, anything out of the ordinary. You know, we're just doing what we're supposed to be doing and we're buying into the team 
and good things happen. Over the last couple of games, um, it has become pretty clear that you guys are a very good second-half team. You guys have done a really nice job in the second half of whether you had to come back from a deficit or extend a current lead. That second half has been really big for you guys. Why do you think you guys play better in the second half? That's a good question. I'm not totally sure on why. I think we have we have a lot of heart to hearts in the locker room sometimes before the coaches come in and we just get fired up. What's weird is I feel like we start the game usually pretty good, but then we'll we'll have like a couple lulls. But then the second half it seems like the whole twenty minutes we're just locked in and we're playing really well. So I have noticed that. I've seen that a lot where second half it's like a you know, we might have a couple point lead or we're down. Uh, in the first half and the second half, we just come out and we're just playing lights out. In the last couple of games, we went on big runs with St. Mary's, San Francisco, the game after that, and now Portland. So, I mean, I think it's a good thing to be a second half team in a way just because we know we're going to finish strong. So I'm not mad about it, but <laughs> it's a good thing, I, th- I would say. You averaging about 13 minutes, five points, three rebounds. How's the season gone for you on a personal level? On a personal level, it's, it's good roller coaster for me. Um, there's sometimes where... I'm kind of I'm kind of a glue guy. I would say kind of a reminder of uh, Dalton Nixon and Zach Selyus of last year. How you know I might not be this big time showy player where I'm going to go dunk the ball or do anything crazy, right? But I'm I'm doing all the little things that people don't notice that that you know like smart basketball people know that I'm doing kind of thing. So I'm, I'm one of those players probably underappreciated maybe not I don't know a lot of people do love me I guess but so I'm one of those guys that just kind of does what coach asks and you know I do it to a level where he doesn't have to worry about me you know he knows what I'm capable of and he can always depend on me so that's kind of where I've taken my uh, leadership this year to the next level in the sense where I don't really care if I score 30 points you know uh, if if there's a game where I do that awesome like I'm not going to complain right but I'm also just going to be a guy that goes and does the dirty work that no one wants to do so that we win. Speaking of people who love you, how's married life? <laughs> married life is fantastic. It is, it's amazing. I can't lie to you. Um, it's been about, what, it, eight, eight or nine months? Is that about yeah, right? Yeah, we're going on almost nine, yep. So it's um, it's been amazing just because you have that built-in time where you get to go home and, you know, after long days like this, I get to go see my wife. We should probably mention, for those who may not know, your your wife, Kayla, plays on the women's basketball team, and she had missed them almost, well, pretty much all of the season to this point, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. it's nice that she's she's able to get back, and you guys can uh, get on winning streaks together. How about that? <laughs> and that's, it's going to be nice because there's a little more of a competitive nature for us, too. <laughs> um, last year when she was at Michigan State, she had, um, she had her career high at like 17, and then we played San Diego the night after. And then I had 21, or maybe she had 19, but I still beat her. So I, I was able to call her after the game and say, hey, I just won up to you. So when she gets back, we're always there's always going to be competitions and there's always going to be little fun things like that. So it's always, it makes it a little more of a spark. That's definitely cool. Let's wrap up on this, Colby. You guys will get to know the Pepperdine Waves pretty well, knowing that they're your next two opponents. You'll play them at home and then go to Malibu during the week. Uh, that won't be a bad trip at all, obviously, going to Malibu. No. Um, what are your thoughts on the Waves? It's a, it's a team that's known for Colby Ross and then Kessler Edwards. And obviously, Kessler's a guy you'll probably have more dealings with. What, what's mm-hmm. been the scouting report so far on the Waves? So it's been kind of funny because we actually we prepared for them the first week of conference, right? And we had all week to prepare for them. I think we played them on a Thursday, so we we played with we played them on 
or we were supposed to play them on Thursday. So we had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pray for them. So we knew all their plays. So today was kind of a review for us because we they still run the same stuff. So that's kind of a nice thing. We were already prepared. Well, we and, and that this. was the that was the flight that you guys were in midair yes. and you turned around. So for those that heard that story, this is the opponent <laughs> you were going to face. Yes, and I also want to touch on, I don't know what self-service Pope has, but I was sitting right next to that man on the flight and he, he picked up the phone and said, hello. And I turned and looked at him. I said, what? Like, <laughs> like my phone don't got service. Like, what is this? It's that upper echelon uh, coach yes. Wi-Fi signal that's above just everybody else. Yeah, it's above my pay grade. That's for sure. So, <laughs> um, but no, back to Pepperdine. They're, um, we, we view them like Colby Ross and, and Kessler Edwards. They're kind of like pros, man. They, they shoot the ball at extremely high levels. Kessler shoots about five, six a game, and he's shooting 42%. So he's a really good shooter, and he shoots a lot in people's faces. So you have to make him uncomfortable. That's my job, you know. Sometimes he plays three, sometimes he plays four. So I'm definitely going to see him. But my job is definitely force him inside the three. Don't let him be comfortable at all. He's, his percentages of points per possession – go way down when he puts the ball on the floor. So that's that's going to be our kind of key with him is get in his grill, right in his pocket. Do not let him shoot because that's where he's – his points for possession is at like a 1.3 or something, which is really good. So we definitely don't want him to be comfortable. And then Colby Ross, every time I play Pepperdine, last year we were on ball first, so we had to um, be up at the screen a little bit more. But he's really tiring to guard because he's really fast and like he comes off more ball screens I think any guard in our conference is because he has the ball more but he's a great player a lot of respect for him but yeah this team is really dangerous because they can go on runs and they compete with everybody they're really streaky and when they're hot they're dangerous and so people don't realize their record really not as good as they are uh they're really talented team they're really well coached we just got to be prepared for them. All right, Colby, great stuff. I appreciate the time as always. It's good to have you guys back at the Marriott Center after being away for so long. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes, and good luck against Pepperdine. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that was BYU big man Colby Lee. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Speaking of the Marriott Center, that's where we're going to head next. Time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. That's coming up right after this. This is Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. After being away from the Marriott Center for a month, the Cougs back for back-to-back games in Provo. Let's head to the Marriott Center next. Joining us now is our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Hi, Mark. How are you tonight? Jason, my good friend, I'm doing great. How are you? I am excellent. Uh, I'm looking forward to another uh, BYU basketball home game. Looking for another BYU basketball win. So, uh, look, and tomorrow we've got the uh, the championship games in the NFL. And if all goes well, your team, the Packers, and my team, the Chiefs, will be meeting in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be something? Rodgers against Mahomes, the Packs and the Chiefs against, in the Super Bowl? How awesome would that be? I'm, I just want to get there, man. Yes, I know. Let the chips fall where they may in the Super Bowl. But I, I'm, I'm ready to be back in the Super Bowl and... I'm excited about it. We'll see how it goes tomorrow, but 
Pack's playing good, but uh, you never, you just never know at this point. Yep, you never know. And as fans, look, we're nervous regardless. Even when we're favored to win, we're always nervous. Yeah. But you know what? Speaking of being nervous, I don't know if you could say anybody was really nervous, especially with the way that the game ended for BYU. The Cougars in that second half really dominated, but a little bit of a slow start. Portland came out on Thursday, started hitting some shots, hit a couple of threes, which we did not expect them to be able to do. But really the story of the last game was the efficiency of the big man, specifically Matt Harms, who was perfect. Mark, if BYU can get just half of that production consistently game after game, BYU is going to be a tough out every single night. Uh, it's an interesting team. They, they seem to do that a lot in that they struggle in the first half and figure it out or whatever and make adjustments, whatever, in the second half. They've been a terrific second-half team. I'd like to see a little bit more production in the first half. Uh, I think Alex Barcelo is a little bit too deferential in the first half, trying to get others their shots. I mean, you want that in a point guard, but when he's that good and shooting the numbers he is, he has to be more aggressive, finding his shots and contributing offensively. And I think BYU, with their depth, tends to wear teams down. Like in football, you know, sometimes hard to run against the team in the first quarter, even if you have a bigger offensive line. But... In the fourth quarter, you're running all over the place because you, you just wear them down and your size and strength. I think we're seeing that with BYU a little bit, but I'd like to see better production in the first half. But yeah, I mean that those those big guys talking about offensive line. I mean that's those are big boys down in that. And those four guys are playing really really good basketball, shooting at a high percentage, rebounding, offensive rebounds, playing really good defense in the paint. It's hard to beat a team like BYU when you have that kind of size and strength and depth down low. Portland just had no chance against BYU. Pepperdine has a couple bigger guys, but still they're going to be outmanned, so look for BYU to continue to try and pound it down inside. And The other thing that does, Jason, is when you when you got good big men and you get them post touches, it collapses the defense and it frees open your, your three-point shooters and you have better three-point numbers, and that's certainly what happened the other night against Portland. I also think, Mark, that one thing that we're really seeing, especially in the last couple of games, is, look, and we know Coach Pope is going to use a lot of players. You know, you're, you're going you're gonna to for sure have 10 you know, players deep that are going to get into the game or more sometimes. But I, I think that the rotation and the substitution pattern that we've seen over the last couple of games that that is it's everybody seems to be fitting into their role it was nice to see Connor Harding uh, hit a couple of shots uh, in the last game against Portland I know he was obviously a starter towards the beginning of the season and then over the last couple of games has been coming off the bench I, I like the way that the team seems to feel in their role and at this point of the year that's that's kind of where you want to be everybody kind of knows what's expected of them and it's all about just going out and executing yeah I mean there's certainly something to be said I mean I know my role in my relationship with my wife, and that's just to kind of be quiet and do what she tells me. I mean, I, you, you got to figure out your role to make things work. And, uh, you know, I think some guys would probably want some more minutes, but when you play so many people, you know, your minutes are going to be maybe not what you want. But what you do get out of that is, like Matt Harms on our post game, you know, he says, 16 minutes, I know that Richard Harward's coming in for me. And Richard knows he's going in and what he's going to have to do. And, the guys he's going to play with, and they're getting comfortable with each other. And and uh, so I, I think there's a lot to be said for knowing what your role is, what you're asked to do, and what you and they're figuring out what they can do. I mean, a guy like Caleb Lohner's learning 
what he can do out on the floor. And it, it, he's become so much better, and he's playing with confidence. And he's got, you know, he's being patient, finding open man. He had, what, six assists the other night. So, I, I, I mean, I, it, it, it's a struggle. It took a little while to get there because there's so many guys that I think most of these guys now have kind of figured out their role, and, and BYU's better for it. Tonight coming in, Pepperdine. It's a team BYU was originally scheduled to have already faced at this point. Uh, but when you're talking about Pepperdine, you're obviously talking about Colby Ross, Kessler Edwards. They are legit problems to deal with. Uh, I'm going to break this into two uh, questions. First of all, what's the scouting report? And then let's also get your keys to the game tonight to handle the Pepperdine Waves brought to you by Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. They proudly present our keys to the game. So your scouting report and your key to beat them tonight. Your scouting report is two things, Colby Ross and Kessler Edwards. I mean, that's, they are the heart and soul of this Pepperdine team. Hey, and uh, Colby, Colby Ross is you know doing, doing all these games for these years since BYU's been in the conference as one of my you know, top five guys i just think he's terrific and he's a senior uh he's just a terrific player point guard can hurt you so many different ways and then kessler edwards has really come on he's he's a great player and he's what he brings is some size but he shoots terrific from the three-point line but he's big that's always been a tough matchup for byu so i you know byu's done a pretty good job against guards limiting what they do but Kessler is the guy that really concerns me in this game how are you going to play him it's hard to chase him with a loner or a big guy it's hard to play uh, Connor Harding or Trevin Nell on him because he's bigger maybe a Gideon George will get some time on him but yeah it's those two guys if you can limit what they do and not let them have a big night I mean Kessler Edwards had 37 against Pacific the other night so he's capable and anytime you've got two pro type guys like Pepperdine does they can always beat you. So that makes you really worried. They've had some really weird losses, like head scratchers to teams that get drilled. They've had some good games. What you want to make sure is this is not one of the good games, and they don't get hot because two guys can beat you in college basketball when they're that good. You can't let them get off to a good start and start having a big night. Mark, I wanted to give you a couple of minutes. I know it's something that was important for you to be able to talk about tonight. It's been a, a somber week for the BYU basketball family. Former coach Tony Ingle passed away earlier in the week. And, Mark, I know you wanted to say a few things tonight. Well, thank you, Jason. I really did. I'm just really heartbroken. It shook me like I couldn't have imagined to hear about Tony's passing. And I knew he was not doing well. And I... I just, it, it really, it really hit me. I'm, I'm still struggling with it. Uh, Coach Engel came in with Roger Reed my freshman year, his first year here, and just an amazing, amazing man. And I love him so much. Such a good person, so positive. I don't know of any player that just doesn't absolutely love Coach Engel. And he's got a, such a wonderful family so funny Uh, Jason I mean he would get up on road trips in the bus and get on the microphone in the bus you know and just do stand up and we would be rolling in the aisles it was so funny the funniest guy I think I've ever met live and in person and you just was so happy to be around him and I was on a text thread with about 10 former players and we just going back and forth about all the Tony Ingles stories and just 
I was laughing. I was crying. And uh, I just think so much of him. And every time I'd see him, whether it was when I was a player or now, he, he would come to me and say, Mark, I love you more than you love me. And I'd always tell him that's impossible, Coach. There's no way. But as I think about it, uh, I think he really did love me more than I loved him, not because I didn't love him a lot, just he has a greater capacity to love than I could even imagine. And he felt that way about everybody. That wasn't just special to me. If you knew him, he said that to you, and he meant it. And I'm just heartbroken that he, he's passed so young. I mean, I, I feel like the world was absolutely robbed of another 20 or 30 years of Tony Ingle. And that's a travesty. And i just heartbroken, but I just wanted to speak for all the players. And I think I can speak for, for almost all of them, that we just love Tony Ingle and had such a huge, enormous fantastic influence in our lives for the good. He's just a remarkable man and my thoughts and prayers and love go out to his wonderful wife and his kids and I'm just heartbroken about it but thank you for letting me take some time to talk about one of my most favorite people in the world, Coach Tony Ingle. He was a great basketball coach but I tell you I I don't know I've ever met a better man than Tony Ingle so thank you. Great stuff Mark, well said and uh, we'll take a break we'll come back and uh, we'll wrap up Cougar Pregame Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU hosting Pepperdine tonight from the Marriott Center. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza with a BYU victory tonight. Pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com on Monday when you use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50. This offer good at any Utah locations. Let's get to some scores for you. We'll start locally. Utah Valley on the road at St. John's. Wolverines fall 96 278 St. John's victorious. Obviously, BYU faced St. John's earlier in the season. Also, a battle of two in state schools in Cedar City tonight. Southern Utah gets the win over Weber State 77 272. West Coast Conference action. San Diego winning at Portland 78 70. St. Mary's held on to a win at San Francisco 67 63. San Francisco is down 15. They fought back to within one, I believe. Uh, and they may have done it more than once, uh, but the Gales hold on, and they win 67-63. Also, Santa Clara getting the win on the road at LMU, 72-69. to Besides our game, which tips at 8 o'clock Mountain, also at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, Gonzaga hosting the Pacific Tigers. Checking in on top 25 college basketball. We'll go with a couple of games going on right now. Number 13, Virginia trailing Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets with a five-point lead at 56-51 with seven minutes to go in the second half. Also at halftime, number 19, Missouri leading at number 6, Tennessee, 40-34. Checking in on the NBA, the Utah Jazz Looking for another win after a two-game sweep of the New Orleans Pelicans. The Jazz hosting Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors as we speak in Salt Lake City at Vivint Arena. Just under four minutes to go, the Jazz with a 27-14 lead over Golden State. The Jazz actually started this game out leading 14 to nothing. 
So uh, Golden State has uh, found its rhythm a little bit, but the Jazz right now hitting from outside, and that's usually a recipe for success for the Jazz. But your score with under four minutes to go, 27-14, Utah leading the Golden State Warriors. will follow that score throughout the night. Coming up next, we'll get you back over to the Marriott Center. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel coming up right after this. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars complete a weekend home set by playing Pepperdine team on a bit of a roll as the waves roll into Provo. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. I'm sitting alongside my color commentary colleague for almost a quarter century, the former BYU Ironman, Mr. Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, for a 6-6 six and six team, Pepperdine's pretty dangerous. Uh, yes, BYU's won five in a row against this team, but uh, these games against the waves are almost always a grind and, and a high-scoring grind, if that's possible. I mean, we've seen too many Pepperdine games to have any level of comfort playing against those guys, no matter what. And when you throw in a guy like Colby Ross, who's one of my all-time favorite conference players that we've seen doing this job, yeah. and then Kessler Edwards is just, you know, go playing out of the stratosphere right now lately. So that worries me. That always worried me as a player when you had two really good players on the other team and, and calling them because sometimes no matter what you do, if those guys get hot, you're done. So you got to do everything you can to make sure those two guys don't get hot and then take advantage of your strengths, which is the big men play. I think Alex is going to have to have a big game. But, yeah, I mean, here at home you would think BYU is going to beat Pepperdine, but I never, ever will <laughs> take Pepperdine for granted. All right, after this break, we'll hear from the other Mark, head coach Mark Pope, see what he has to say about this Saturday night showdown with the Waves. By the way, the tip time is now set for 8-10 Mountain Time, so a five-minute slide on the tip time tonight. Coach Pope is coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center in Provo for a WCC nightcap. It's the 12-3 BYU Cougars hosting the 6-6 Pepperdine Waves. BYU 3-1 in the West Coast Conference. Pepperdine 2-1. Tonight's game, the first of back-to-back get-togethers. These two teams will meet Malibu in Malibu on Wednesday in a game rescheduled from New Year's Eve when Pepperdine had to cancel over COVID concerns. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. Our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And we talked tonight about just uh, how good a 500-team Pepperdine can be on the upswing coming into tonight's game in Provo. They're as talented as any team in this league, minus Gonzaga. And um, they're also veteran guys. Like, they're old guys. They're starting 
all you know seniors and juniors and and uh guys that have been all over the place guys that have been stars for years uh you know this kobe ross has been a dominant force in this league for a long time and kessler edwards you know coming off an unbelievable season last year uh chuck Wilco has you know played at the highest level all over the country uh you know so they have they have a bunch of guys that have a well put together team a great coaching staff they're really good gonzaga's a pretty good measuring stick since you've both seen them right and and pep played them pretty well for most of the game yeah you know it was interesting pepperdine was so physical in that game um, you know, they gave the Zags all they could handle physically, and it actually wasn't Kobe Ross uh, and, and Kessler Edwards in the first half. Smith made shots. Heath made shots off the bench um, in the first half to kind of keep them going, and then their just physicality and length was actually really functional against the Zags, and eventually they just got worn down towards the end, and Timmy kind of just took over making extraordinary plays inside. But um, you know, they're, this, is a, this is a tough team. It's a, this is going to be a great matchup for us, and, and it's going to be a great game tonight. And it's going to mean a lot in terms of where this league goes. If you'd played that New Year's Eve game, it likely would have been a smaller uh, Pepperdine team that day. I think Ohia, Obioha, and Chukwuka, neither might have played that day. They're both healthy and playing now. Yeah, and, you know, it's, listen, when you play, you want to play against guys at full strength, so we're grateful for that. Pepperdine's Colby Ross gets most of the attention. Uh, he's a 2,000-point score, or soon will be. But uh, Kessler Edwards is stringing together some games right now. Yeah, you just w- look what he did, you know, two nights ago against Pacific, who's a great physical defensive team. And he goes for 37 and just kind of ran away with the game. Uh, it wasn't even a game. I mean, the, the Pacific was out of the game in the first few minutes. Um, so he's put together a string of really incredible uh, performances. The first half down there last year, he put on a show and had 17 in the first half. And He's a 6'9", high-jumping shooter where you think that you're there and then you're not. He just pulls. And uh, he's also, uh, you know, they have a bunch of quick hitters for him in the post. They'll ISO him on the elbow. They'll ball screen for him a one wonderful shot from the elbow. They got a, a little package of, of actions to get him shots other than picking and pops and, and shots off gap and shots in transition. He's a, he's a real force. He's, I think, the second lead, leading scorer in this league right now, and he's, you know, he's certainly one of the top players in the league. Yeah, and in conference play, he's number one. In league play, uh, Pepperdine's the fastest tempo team right now, too. Yeah, they, they run it really hard. Um, you know, their game against Portland was just a track meet a couple games ago, and you know, they're going to push it really hard in transition. Really, they're, t- they're two and three, you know, I mean, they'll have Edwards at the three for the first few minutes, but when they go to Smith and uh, and and Altman will start and and Heath and uh, those guys really they get their shots from running as hard as they can in transition. They're highly motivated, and and uh, uh, Kobe Ross is one of the best you know kind of floor generals of transition offense there is in the country, and so they're dangerous that way. Where are you most comfortable with the matchup, and what challenges you most tonight? Do you think? Well, uh, we're challenged all over the place. You know, we talked about this a couple of days ago. Biggest challenge is they just keep this floor so spread. So it, it, it is a, it's a challenge for our defense. We're actually trying to keep our bigs close to the rim, keep Madden, keep Rich in. It, it challenges us that way. You know, we've been really successful guarding the two so far, and so they're going to really put pressure on us to kind of space out, and, and it's going to challenge our basic shell principles, protecting the middle, having the bottom, being in a gap, first pass out. And um, so that's going to be a huge challenge for us. Uh, we, we, you know, we like our depth. We like our size inside. You know, we'll be an inside-out uh, team all season long. Um, and, and I think we have uh, opportunity now to really attack them in the backcourt also a couple different ways. So it's going to be a fun game. I mean, it's uh, strength for strength. All right, Coach, good luck against the Waves. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Ray. Right, and that is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar.
Coaches Show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online and pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, pregame coverage continues with BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are live inside the Marriott Center for the second uh, of back-to-back home games on the weekend and the first of back-to-back games against the Pepperdine Waves. BYU will be in Malibu on Wednesday. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Greg Rubel. And Mark Durant with you from courtside. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operators, Liam Howard. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineers are Barry Squires and Sean Fay. Our broadcast intern is Jared Ivins, and you are joining us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates and streaming at BYUcougars.com slash live radio, BYUradio.org, BYUKSL.com, as well as the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Game Day app, the BYU Radio app. Many ways to tune in. I'm really glad you're with us tonight. Well, it it took one game, and you could say it it took one half, the second half, uh, against Portland for BYU to get its three-point stroke back. Cougs made 14 of 33 threes against Portland on Thursday. Season highs in both categories against Division One this year, but as encouraging as the long-range shooting was, it was BYU's work inside that really stood out. The Bigs made 19 of 22 shots. Matt Harms and Richard Harward, they combined to go 14 for 14. They were perfect. Mark, among the ways this team differs from last year's is in just how many Bigs BYU can throw at you, and not just bodies, guys who can produce. Not just this year, but as long as I can remember. I mean, how many times, Greg, have we called games and Eric Mika or somebody gets in, gets three fouls in the first half, and it's the end of the world. You're not going <laughs> to win because that happened. Like, now you got four guys that can produce, and it's so impressive, Greg, to me how they've gotten so much better. I mean, we knew we had size, and the first couple of games, Richard, Har- or, excuse me, Matt Harms, kind of had the Bambi legs, you know, and, and when you're seven, three guys get into your legs, and they push you around a little bit. And, and now he's realizing if he works hard, they're going to get him the ball and he's going to be in a position to score. And look what he did the other night. Richard Harward was a little bit lost. Where do I fit in? What can I do out on the floor? Now if he gets it and the double doesn't come, who, nobody can stop him. He, he believes in his head, no one in the country can stop me if you don't bring a, a second guy. And maybe he's right. And Colby's solid always. How good is Caleb getting? You know, before, like, a couple, he, he'd get the rebound. And he wouldn't do anything with it. Now he's figuring out how to score. So the progression, not just that they're good, but the progression they've made and will continue to make has made that a huge strength for BYU. It makes them different than any other team we've seen and makes them really, really tough to play. 
great breakdown of the BYU bigs. They've been playing big. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Pepperdine head coach Lorenzo Romar as the BYU store Cougar tip-off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues previewing BYU and Pepperdine. BYU playing for a sixth straight win over the waves. Cougs have also won the last four meetings here on the home hardwoods. As tough as BYU's schedule was to open WCC play, road games at Gonzaga, at St. Mary's, at San Francisco, Pepperdine's had a hard slate to start, too. The Waves' first six games include two each against BYU and Gonzaga, something I discussed with head coach Lorenzo Romar when we chatted earlier today via Zoom. A real challenge. Uh, Gonzaga, we, we know. We know what they're about, but uh, BYU just every year it just seems that uh, they're up there and, and they have a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. They have great size. They're well coached. They're just really good balanced basketball team. The last time BYU and Pepperdine would have played, you guys were coming off a tough loss, sitting on it for a week, and I think you would have been down maybe a couple bigs that day too. So the outlook's a little, a little better uh, this time around for you guys. Well, we have, we're more healthy than we were back then, and uh, – We've had some practices, but uh, but again, we were healthy last time. Both times we played BYU, and it didn't help a whole lot. <laughs> last time you saw BYU, last game of last season at your place, that team looks a little different from the BYU team you're going to see tonight. Well, for starters, I mean, Yoli Childs is uh, he just that that guy was a great post player. You know, we tried to play him straight up, and he killed us in the second game, and. Uh, we know Hawes was a four-year guy that just really understood the game, knew how to play, was a great player. And then Toulson, that acquisition the last year when they got him, uh, that guy was just a phenomenal shooter and scorer. They were a veteran team. They had size. They were really good. But this team is good also. Kessler Edwards coming off a Yoli Childs-type game like the one he had at your place. Kessler's game the other night, 37-11, on 11, tremendous. He did a good job. Colby Ross did a good job of finding him as teammates did a good job of finding him, and the ball was going in for Kessler. You know, he's 9 of 9 from the free throw line. He was 6 of 9 from 3. He was just in a really good rhythm that night. And he's a 50-40-90 guy, basically, and and a guy at his size playing at those shooting numbers, that's very impressive. It is. He gives us a lot of versatility because we can move him all around the floor. We can put him on the block. We can run him off screens. Uh, he'll even bring it in transition at times, so it, it, it really helps us and helps him because you just can't uh, scout for just one area to, to guard him. Colby's not scoring as much last few games, but he's averaging about 10 assists in league. Where's Colby's game at right now? Colby's running the uh, team very well. He's playing great floor game, and uh, he's the all-time leading scorer in the school's history, so uh, no one can, can doubt if he can score. But right now he's he has a, other players <laughs> around him that are able to make baskets, and he's taking advantage of that, and it's a credit to him. Uh, to just play the basketball game the way it's supposed to be played and win. And uh, some would say he needs to shoot more and he's got to score. Well, he's doing a pretty good job. And uh, we've been successful with him playing that way. And we know any given night he can go out and get 25 points. So it's a good luxury to have to have a veteran point guard that's just going out and playing, being aggressive, but taking what the defense gives him. 
Alex Barcelo is a little bit the same way, too. He can score a lot when needed, but he plays the kind of game in a lot of ways Colby does, not with the same you know level of, of production over an entire career. But you know A.B. from your time at Arizona. I love Alex. Uh, love him as a person and love his work ethic. I always knew he was a phenomenal shooter, but he's really taken on that playmaker role and doing a really good job of running his team and picking his spots. And, of course, you can just never leave him open. Uh, scouting points that you'll want to be really cognizant of tonight when taking on this BYU team. Well, they just have so much size. Uh, we've got to do a good job in the pain of defending them. Uh, they're bigs. A couple of them do a good job passing out if you if you try to double-team them and they have shooters surrounding them. But uh, the paint issue is going to be something that we have to do a good job in. These two teams go back-to-back, and we'll see each other again here in just a few days at your place. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a little bit like playoffs. Whatever happens, you make adjustments for the next game. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Coach Romar, thanks as always for the time. Uh, good luck tonight. We'll see you in the arena. Okay, thanks for having me. That is Pepperdine head coach Lorenzo Romar, a coach with 429 college wins on his resume, 80 of them. With the Waves, BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. Our look ahead to BYU and Pepperdine continues right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Pepperdine straight ahead. Cougars seeking a 4-1 and one start to league play, and already there's an opportunity in just the next few games to create some separation between the top teams and the rest of the league. Already, Mark, there's an impression that uh, the WCC is a two-bid league, and those two teams right now are BYU and Gonzaga. I mean, it's hard to be satisfied with number two. I mean, Queen's not singing... We are number two, my friends. You know, it sounds just like them, I think. But you, you, in this league, you want to be number two because you're not likely going to be Gonzaga. That's just the state of things right now. But if you get number two, you write your ticket to the, uh, the NCAA tournament. That's what you want. Now, St. Mary's, you got a, a, a foot up on them. They beat San Francisco today. So San Francisco's kind of in the back. Pacific, Pepperdine, you beat them. They're kind of the, it's St. Mary's, and they can get hot. They can win a lot of games. So you have to make sure that you're not slipping up because you you got the advantage on them. You can't give it back to them. They have to come to your building as well. So BYU's in a great spot, Greg, but can't make mistakes. And Mark Pope's teams haven't made a lot of mistakes against teams that they should beat. So it's a big game tonight to keep that the streak live for winning the games they're supposed to win. Yeah, no quad three or quad four losses since Mark Pope has been the head coach. Uh, we can just call you, Mark. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Mercury. Yes, I, I get the joke, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not laughing very hard. That's, that's my lot in life. <laughs> Time for a break. Final thoughts before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. As we get set for tip-off, let us pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. All right, around the West Coast Conference today, three games have already been played. BYU and Gonzaga host games tonight at the same time. BYU home to Pepperdine and Gonzaga home to Pacific earlier today. All three games won by the road team. San Diego won at Portland 78-70. St. Mary's held off San Francisco 67-63. And Santa Clara in a tight one against LMU 72-69. So here are the WCC standings as of the minute. Gonzaga leads at 5-0. BYU second at 3-1. Pacific and Pepperdine tied for third at 2-1. Santa Clara is at 3-2. That completes your top tier in the WCC. USF is 4 and 4, St. Mary's 2 and 3 after back-to-back wins. LMU also 2 and 3, San Diego's 1 and 3 and Portland is 0 and 6. The Pilots at the bottom of the conference. All right, and then of course tonight we got the two home games, Gonzaga and BYU as noted a moment ago. So, a chance mark for BYU if it handles business against Pepperdine in back-to-back games to kind of drop the waves out of that uh, that top tier. And and again, there, there's a real potential for separation pretty quickly here. BYU's in a great spot because of what they did on the road at St. Mary's in San Francisco. The two main contenders, I think, were that second spot. So, it's again, it's about not messing up, taking care of business. Two wins against Pepperdine. It's basically between you and St. Mary's if St. Mary's can get hot. But that's a good spot to be in. Good spot to be in with BYU's depth right now, playing the way they are with uh, the waves of bodies coming off the bench. It's been a big part of this win streak and, and, and how the Cougs look right now. They just wear you down. Even if you can stick with BYU for a while late in the game, it's just tough. All right, we'll take a break. A tip-off of BYU and Pepperdine is coming up. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.